Welcome to Momentum Church. All right, good morning, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I said it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, when we gather together in his name, he's in the midst. And right now, we're gathering together in his name. We have less than 10 people in this room. Yes, we do. But wherever you are right now, we know the presence of God has filled your living room, filled your bedroom, filled your dorm room, wherever you might be. And it is an honor to come and minister today to you. And so I want you this morning just to open your hearts and get ready to receive what the Lord has to say. I got a word this morning. Now, before we get into that, let me give you some kind of online ground rules here, okay, church? So we're an interactive church. If you ever come to Momentum Church, we are interactive, and that's not going to change. And so if you today have something that you hear, that you bear witness with, I want you to put a one in the comment section. That's your amen today, all right? So if you got a few ones in there, we know that you're shouting amen. And I got Pastor Stephanie over here. She's kind of throwing her hand up like an auctioneer, letting me know we got amens coming. We got, no, she's not doing that. But, but um, if you want to say amen, join in this conversation with us. Also today, I want to just let you know, if you need prayer for anything, would you put a seven in there just so that we can see that and follow up with you and be able to have prayer with you as well. And so um, they already said, if you have a four, if you're a guest, put a four, a four, because we do. We want to know if you're a guest with us today. And we're just excited about bringing the word to you. Now, here's a couple things. This is all new for us. Now, I'm not talking about Momentum Church. We've been doing Facebook Live a long time. What I'm saying is this whole experience is new to us you know I mean how many right here you know and they're in your in your homes I mean this is something that you you're learning new terminologies you never heard before I never heard flattening the curve until maybe 10 10 days ago I mean the curve I've been trying to flatten for a few years is right here that's the that's the flattening the curve I've ex- but but flattening the curve is something that we've learned you know we're, we're learning new experiences how many new homeschool teachers do we have yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love, I love, I saw one of the memes and it said that, you know, hey, forget it, Johnny, you're not going to do Common Core, you're going to learn to carry the one. Yes, you are, yes, you are. And so, man, my heart goes out to you guys, we're all rallying and trying to figure this out, but truly, the last 10 days, y'all have flattened the curve, not just when it comes to health situations, but like I said last week, I believe that we're called in this season, when there's spikes in anxiety, it is the church place to flatten that curve when when there's spikes in financial struggle it's our place to run into that situation and to flatten the curve and I just want to honor you you did that last week last week we brought to you the idea that we wanted to partner and for everyone viewing our service online during the live broadcast we wanted to partner with our local Cherokee County school system and bring finances to them and I just want to celebrate today that we were able to give a thousand dollars to help flatten the curve in the nutritional needs yeah 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 and the nutritional needs of those young people. And so just so proud of you. Many of you gave to that, and that's awesome. And, and, and we got to thinking about it. It makes sense that during this pandemic, that we as individuals, together as the church, we should look for great opportunities to band together, and we should set tone for what it should look like when commu- communities face difficult times. 
And so this week, you know, on Facebook Live, I was speaking of the person of Joseph of old and how he was put into slavery by his brothers and how he went through that whole process of imprisonment and then finally to the palace and then finally to a place of famine. In the midst of a famine, he has a vision of how to take care of the needs of Egypt. And long story short, the brothers come because there's famine in their land as well and they come to get food and, and they're afraid when they realize who Joseph is. And Joseph had it all figured out. He didn't look at this situation in that moment as an obstacle. He saw it as an opportunity. And he looked to his brothers and basically just said, what the enemy meant for evil, God has used for good. And that's how I want to be as a church. I want us to look for opportunities, not obstacles. Let's wake up every morning not looking for the obstacles of our day because there'll be a bunch of them. Amen? Let's not do that. Let's wake up every morning not looking for the obstacles to complain about. Let's wake up looking for opportunities because God is waiting for us to partner with him to do mighty and wonderful things in our communities because of this situation. Amen? So give God some praise. Amen. Now, now listen, today we have a new opportunity. And, and we just, as a, as a team, we've been thinking about this, man. We want to go at this um, strong, you know. And so what we're going to do today, you ready for this? This is awesome. We today will be, this will be the day, this is the 22nd of, of March, this will be the last day that Connection Church in Bainbridge, Georgia, this is the last day that they won't be able to broadcast ministry to their church. This is the last day. Do you know why? Because next Sunday, every dollar that we're giving this week that is those people that are watching this online while this is going on next sunday we they will have video equipment that we're purchasing and pastor ken davison will be able to broadcast to his people the same way we're broadcasting to ours today come on somebody yeah, there better be some ones in there because we're looking for opportunities, church. We're going to sow seed. When it looks like things, we should be worried, but no, no, we're going to sow seed in this time. And so I've partnered with Ken Davison to bring him the video equipment. What's so neat is Dr. Merrill, the superintendent that we um, 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 are led by, him and I talked, and, and that's going to become a regional hub. Should this thing last there in Bainbridge with that video equipment, that will become a regional hub for other pastors to come and be able to be able to use that equipment. Isn't that cool? So you're not going to just be blessing one church this week. You're going to be blessing multiple churches. And so I, I just cannot wait that next Sunday they can broadcast to their people no matter what's going on. Ah, praise the Lord. And so with that, if you do decide that you want to do like last week and give a dollar to that, you know, hey, I'm going to put my dollar in, you know. If that's something or you want to give more to that, go to mymomentumchurch.tv, mymomentumchurch.tv, and you can help as we purchase the equipment this week to get to them, all right? Everything's squared away. We know shipping will work. I'm excited about them having that opportunity, all right? So that's that. That's kind of some of the periphery things that are going on. I want to get into the Word. This is our fourth Sunday in the Ebb and Flow series, and I'm going to ask if, if, if the lights can come up in the house just the tiniest bit. I know you're not here. You're looking at your, your husband going, turn on the switch. Pastor wants her house lights up. No, no, no. There, that's all. That's just a little bit. And, um, and so when it comes to um, the Ebb and Flow series, our fourth week in it, I want to look at what causes us to see the best of God manifest in our lives, all right? Do, do you believe God has a plan? Yeah, yeah, he has a plan. He has a plan. And, and I believe there's a partnership that we can have with the Lord, an ebb and a flow. 
a pulling back of my will to press into his will. There's an ebb and a flow that, that God places in our lives to be able to walk in that partnership. And as we do that, I believe we start to see God's supernatural blessings manifest in our life. And to be honest, though, think about it. There's a lot of stuff right now that's out of our control. Just out of our control. So, so what can we take control of? That's what I'm going to show you guys today, all right? And I want you to open your Bibles to Galatians 6. This is where we ended off last week. I just want to look at this a little bit more as we go forward today. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever. Everybody say whatever. I can't hear you. Shout whatever. There you go. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. And that's a key, whatever. Whatever one sows. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, shout opportunity. You see that? It's not about obstacles here. Everything we're facing right now that seems a little bit out of control. No, no, no. There's control. We have control because of Jesus. You're going to see here in a moment. There is something we have control of, and it creates opportunity. Let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. And so, yeah, things are crazy right now. Those things that seem like we can't take control of. But watch this. Paul, to the churches in Galatia, what he's doing here, he's establishing a clear understanding of what we do have control of. Do you catch that? A clear understanding of what we do have control of. He says, whatever a man sows. Who sows? A man. It doesn't say whatever God sows. Mm -mm. God's already given us the gifts that it takes to move in this principle, okay? So whatever a man sows. So you have control of something. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. And last Sunday, what we learned was that a harvest comes from every seed sown. You can't get away from it. Seed, time, and harvest is a principle. It's a law as long as the world is old. And God orchestrated that, and he has invited us into this. He began with Adam and Eve. And as he began with Adam and Eve, he gave them two things to use to shape their world. All right? Two things he, to, to use so that the kingdom of God can manifest through their lives. And, 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 and this is what it says in Genesis 1, 28 and 29. And God blessed Adam and Eve. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Shout dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed. Say seed. seed. That is on the face of all the earth. And every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. He gave them two things that literally allows them to have, if you will, control in the earth. Okay? That, that we don't have to just let our circumstances rule and govern how we're experiencing life but god gave them a gift but, but but ross they lost that no no i know i know but a second adam jesus in the new testament is referred to as a second Adam. he came and restored this back to us okay all right ross what are those two things dominion and seed and we'll say it again dominion and seed dominion means ruling authority that's what it means okay I, i'm going to bring it into our current situation it's control 
All right, ruling authority is control. I have ruling authority. I have dominion. I'm not governed by my emotions. I'm not governed by my circumstances. I have control. I have dominion. I have ruling authority. And then also, he puts seed in your hand. That's something you can control. That's, that's those little thoughts, those little actions, those little deeds, whatever it might be, that's something I have control of. So when it came to Adam and Eve, God granted them the resources they needed by which they could be fruitful. So as to cause them to multiply in all the they put their hands to and it's not different today god wants you to be able to take control of your world if you will the things you're going through right now your house right now things that may feel disorderly you know that you can walk in and do something that's going to make a difference not say well i'm throwing up my hands and i'm quitting no no no. what can you do right now don't 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 look at the obstacle what opportunity can i partner with right now and we're modeling that as a church collectively together giving this other ministry an opportunity to broadcast their services we could just get real fearful but what if this goes on for 8 10 12 weeks what what about our finances as a church what what you know what god hasn't given us a spirit of fear He's given us power, love, and that love is going to cause us to do something good in other people's lives. That power is going to wake us up in the morning saying we can accomplish great things, amen? Power, love, and a sound mind. I'll walk with the peace of God. I won't walk in anxiety. I'll cast that over to Jesus through supplication and prayer. And the sentinel, the the, the soldier of peace, will guard my heart and guard my mind, amen? Man, if, if, oh, it's so good. I love, this is one of my favorite things. I caught this when I was probably about 19, 20 years old, this principle of seed time and harvest, this, this idea that I do have authority in my life. I do have control of something in my life. Young people in college, millennials, listen to me. You're not just going through life with uncertainty. You may not have it all figured out, but before we finish today, I believe God's going to place something in your heart that you can go, God, I have control of this. I, I may not have it all figured out, but I'll, I'll be faithful with this, this seed. And I'm not, I'm not talking about money, guys. So often the seed time harvest sermon gets all muddled up with just give money so you can get a harvest of financial blessing. And I do believe in that, but that's, that's not at all what this, this sermon's about. Young person, you feel out of control, but guess what? You learn to practice this principle of taking what God puts in your hands and being faithful with whatever that might be. And you watch doors open. You watch opportunities open to you. Amen? I'm probably a little emotional right now when it comes to young people because my Auburn, my baby girl, my peanut, she's coming home from Australia today. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah. Her program, she's supposed to come back in about 10 days, but they sent all the students home as early as they possibly could get home. And so I picked my baby up today at 428, and I cannot wait to see, squish her face, cannot wait to see her. So I'm a little bit, when I think of young people, I just think of her right now, and I know God has great things for her and her generation, amen. And so this twofold gift God has given to you as well of dominion and of seed. I believe the principle of seed time and harvest is that number one key to seeing God's kingdom manifest in your life and in the lives of others. God, he has provided this principle. But here's the thing. Everything God provides, we have a responsibility to use. Just because God gives it doesn't mean we walk in it. All right, Tyler? Amen? Calling you out, boy. All right? doesn't mean mm-mm. We, we've got to be responsible for those things all right and so he gives man choice that's part of that authority really 
That's part of that control that we are, we are graced with, that we've got to be a partner with the things of God. He gives us choice to reap the benefits of this principle. That choice is a responsibility. That choice is you saying, I will take control in this moment. I'll move and exercise authority in this moment. And so if you are called to be responsible for something, ought you, not, ought you know something about the nature of that thing you're called to be responsible for? Does that make sense? Think about it when you get a car. You know, not too long ago, Grant, you know, a few, few months ago, probably a year ago, he got his first car, and, um, and, and he didn't put oil in it, didn't tell us the light was on, you know? He had ownership, but he wasn't moving with responsibility. Blew that thing up, right? I love my little guy. He's just learning. He won't do that again, you know? And so there's responsibility when we have ownership, when we have something given to us in the same way. So I want you to understand the nature of a seed. And I'm going to walk through these things kind of quickly, and um, the notes are there at mymomentumchurch.tv. You can go to the sermon notes for today, and you can go and look at this and take a little more time with it. But the first thing about the nature of a seed, you ready for this? Seed is a little thing, small, that mysteriously holds within it a potential harvest. It's just a little, everybody say it's a little thing. That's all it is, just a little thing. That's all it is. In Mark 4, verse 30 through 32, Jesus he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It's like a grain of a mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Just a little thing. Shout little thing. That's all it is, just a little thing, just a tiny little thing, all right? But listen, when it's sown, it grows up. And it becomes larger than all the garden plants. And it puts out large branches so that even birds of the air can make nest in its shade. Can you see that? It's just a little. It's all it is. This view of seed as just being a little thing is why we don't take thought of what we are sowing. You know that? It's just a little thing. Just a little word. Just a little deed. Just a little action. Just a little thought. Whatever it might be. We don't take thought of those little things because that's just a little thing and, and, and it won't matter much and this can be in the positive or the negative like, like maybe this week you're like you know what i'm stressed and i know my kids need just a little extra of me but it's not it's not a big deal no it's a positive thing give them that little extra of you watch that seed sown bring a harvest from those young ones you know uh, it can be plus or minus. It's just a little thing. Uh, years ago in Ohio, I lived on a hill, and I had a pumpkin that we finished, um, you know, um, oh, what do you call it, um, Halloween harvest time, and we had this pumpkin, and, and um, well, this is before we ever carved faces in it, because at that time, we thought if we carved a face in a pumpkin, we'd go to hell, you know? I'm so glad I got delivered from religion, just saying. It's so... I'm being honest. You're not carving no face in my pumpkin. And so, so this pumpkin's a whole pumpkin, right? And it's the end of the, it's, you know how they start to decide, they're getting nasty. And so I just chucked it. And it went down the hill and down the hill. And it landed in the woods. And oh my word, a couple years later, I was back in those woods. And I had pumpkin vines everywhere. I had planted myself a pumpkin patch. And I didn't even know it. But there was no thought of it. It's just... It was just seed sown, no thought. Can I say this? Every word, every action, every deed holds within it a potential harvest. All right? This is the control we have. All right? So be careful what we're sowing, both in the positive and in the negative. Your seed might be little, but it sets in motion your harvest every time. It's amazing how one little single kernel of corn has the potential within it to have a hundred ears of corn or more. 
Those hundreds of ears of corn have the potential to have thousands of ears of corn, all coming from a little seed. So I want you to repeat something. I'm going to have you have four declarations today, all right? First declaration, say, my seed holds potential. Say it one more time. My seed holds potential. All right, so we understand that now. So knowing that your seed sets your harvest in motion, we must take control or authority for what kind of seed we're sowing. Does that make sense? If my seed holds potential, I need to be responsible for what kind of seed I'm sowing. Because here's the second nature of seed. Seed brings forth like harvest. Seed brings forth like harvest. If you plant an orange seed, you're going to get an orange. You plant an apple seed, you're going to get can't hear you at home. Come on, a little louder. When I was leaving for church this morning, my wife said, enjoy the romper room. You, two people are old, younger don't know it. The, the lady would hold the thing. I see, I see Johnny and Sally. and So there where you're at, you know. Um, I can see you. You better, you better repeat, all right? So pear seeds bring forth. There you go. Dog seed bring. No, we're not going to go there. But yeah, dogs begat dogs, cats begat, everything begats the nature of itself, all right? In Proverbs 11, verse 17 through 18, a man who is kind benefits himself. You hear that? That seed sown in kindness benefits himself. But a cruel man hurts himself. See, the nature of seed working out here, all right? It brings forth like harvest. The wicked earns deceptive wages, but one who sows righteousness gets a sure reward. You can just see there, the, the nature of seed, it brings forth like harvest. It was funny. I heard a story this week of somebody was at the grocery store, and they saw a person with a full cart of toilet paper, hand sanitizers, alcohol. I mean, it was loaded and heaping. And the lady, she's going to sow some angry seed. And she walks over, and she's just like, that's ridiculous. I can't believe you're hoarding like that. There's people out there. And he's like, ma'am, please, please, I'm just trying to restock the shelves. Well, she was tense in that moment, but she wasn't thinking that seed... Uh, you know, it's probably just a story. I don't know if that happened. But, but we've got to be thinking that everything we do works as a seed to bring forth a harvest. Some of the seeds man sows works to bring forth a harvest of destruction and demise. Starts with a little thing. A word spoken in anger may bring the harvest of a severed relationship or a diminished witness. Starts with a little thing. A seed sown to elicit appetites will produce a harvest of increased addiction. And I really feel from the Lord, you need to hear that one. This is a season when your schedule's crazy. There's tension and stress. We try to look for that thing that takes the pressure off. And those illicit appetites come calling for us. Plant seed over here. Do this over here. Work this over here. Do this. Amen? And, and listen, that doesn't make you a bad person. That makes you human. But what will you do? With that, what control, what authority? Man, you look at those things and say, I have dominion, I have authority, I have power in the name of Jesus that I can take good seed, seed of restraint, amen? Seed of holiness, seed of righteousness, and I can take and make those things planted into eternity, if you will, and reap a harvest of, of victory in the midst of this, amen? And so remember this that harvest is what's visible, but you can't change your harvest without changing your seed. Amen? You can't change your harvest without changing your seed. It starts with that little small thing. So I want you to repeat the second declaration. You ready? My seed holds potential for both good and evil. 
have you say it just one more time. My seed holds potential for both good and evil. All right, the nature of seed number three. Seed brings forth to the degree it's sown. All right, seed brings forth to the degree it's sown. In 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, the point is this, it says, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. And so God desires to multiply everything that you have, but he does it in proportion to what you sow. So in nature, we see us sowing a little corn, and we get a little harvest. We see us sowing a lot of corn, or let's say an apple, we get an apple tree. We sow a lot of seeds, we get an orchard, amen? And I believe God wants you having fruit in your life. And this is true in social areas as well. Your Bible declares, he who desires friends, that's the harvest, having a plethora of friends, if in a sense. Now, there's some antisocial people going, this is the best thing that has ever happened to church in my life. And I get that. I get that. I, some of my closest friends, there's some of us, that, I, mean, I just want friends in my life. Well, this shows us how. It, it tells us that the one who desires friends, that's the harvest, must show himself friendly. That's the seed. See how that works? You do have control. Nobody likes me. Well, be likable. Just being honest, right? I had someone upset with me one time because I said, it's not my job as your pastor to make people like you. You're rude. And I was being nice. I said it nice. You're like, that's nice. I said it in a loving way. I'm, I'm, tr I'm truncating it for our time today. But I, I was explaining to the person the way they go about people like a prickly pear it is off-putting. And, and if you'll fix that, According to the scripture, you'll find friends. Amen? Somebody's like, they're sitting on the couch beside me, Ross. Shh. No, no. <laughs> so my third declaration. Ready? Based on the idea that seed brings forth to the degree it's sown, say this. My seed holds potential to increase to the degree I sow it. Say it one more time. My seed holds potential to increase to the degree I sow it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the third nature of seed. The fourth nature, when I think of seed, is the growth of a seed is progressive. I, I wish it wasn't that way. How, how many, be honest, you, you've sown some seeds that you just thought, Lord, by now I ought to be seeing the harvest on this. Maybe it's a young person that, that you believe for the salvation of your child, and they're still buck wild, and they're in their 20s or early 30s. You're like, God, I know what your word says, that, that my household will be saved. If I bring up my children in the ways of the Lord, when they're older, they won't depart. And all I want you to understand is there are so many plants in the kingdom, in, 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 in the plant kingdom, that that seed goes in the ground, and it's years later. You don't see hardly any growth, then all of a sudden, overnight, shoom, shoots up your, your baby's coming that salvation that child is coming don't you get discouraged amen in mark 4 26 through 29 jesus says the kingdom of god is as if a man would scatter seed on the ground and he sleeps and rises night and day and the seed sprouts and grows he knows not how the earth produces by itself first the blade then the ear 
Then the full grain in the ear, but when the grain is ripe at once, he must put in the sickle because the harvest has come. I would love to tell you an instantaneous harvest is the rule, but often the instantaneous harvest, that's the perception. It just is, you know. But if you'll continue to, 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 to plant the seed, sow the seed, be faithful to that seed, don't give up on that seed, guess what? Man, it will be a time when that blade will come forth. That ear will come forth. That full grain will come forth in the name of Jesus. Be confident of that. So I don't know what you're planting right now in your life. I don't know what you're trying to take control of. But hold on and keep planting. Hold on and keep watering. Don't give up because that seed is mandated to give forth a harvest in Jesus' name. It's going to happen. Galatians 6, 9 encourages us and just says, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And this is a season where it would be very easy to grow weary in well-doing. It would be very easy to, to just get really tense with the wife and really easy to get tense with your employer that's laid you off and really easy to get tense with your kids and really easy to, to whatever it might be. I get that, but let's not grow weary. Let's do good. Let's keep planting seeds, looking for opportunities to speak life, not death. Amen? To be encouraging, not dis discouraging. To, to bring peace, not strife. Let's look for those opportunities with everything that we have. Do you realize that that seed that brings forth like harvest, it's our job in our homes as parents. It's your job in your home if you're a single, for your friends that are around you, to set the tone of your home. Amen? And I want to encourage you to do that. You know, that, that word sown in peace, it turns away wrath, the scripture says. So in your home, be looking for opportunities. I'm just going to be real, real transparent. Amy and I got tense this week. I, I know you don't believe that. We, there was some tension in the house. And I said, woman, you better sow some good seed. No, I didn't say that. And then she punched. No, she did. But we did. There was some tension. How many's had some tension this week? Yeah, yeah. We can't control the tension by trying to run in there and fight it. We control it by planting a different seed. That's what we have control of. We have authority, dominion, and we have seed. So what seeds will you sow this week to bring that kind of control? And then as you're sowing those seeds, don't grow weary because you're going to reap. Just don't lose heart. Take courage. My final declaration, my seed has a due season. Say, my seed has a due season. And I will reap what I have sown. So let's say it again. My seed has a due season. And I will reap what I have sown. For some of you, when I said that and you said that yourselves, your heart just sunk. Because you thought to yourself, oh, I'm going to reap what I've sown. You know what's beautiful how Jesus works? He steps into the situation and into the moment. And those things that you ought to reap that were negative seeds sown, he'll come and say, I've paid a price for every one of those. Those things will be covered by my blood. And so if you're not a believer today, and that, that kind of scared you, you heard that, like, man, there's so many things I've done. I know I'm going to reap what I've sown. Guess what? He will come, and he will eradicate that harvest. He'll come. He'll cover that, and he'll give you a fresh state slate with new dominion today, with new seed and opportunity to sow righteousness and good things. And so if you're watching this today, and you need to come to faith in Christ, you may not even know what all that means, but you know the way life's been. You're looking at your world. 
You're looking at your harvest field, your marriage, your finances, your child rearing, whatever it might be. You're going, this isn't, this isn't what I thought life was going to be like. You're trying to do it without the Lord of the harvest. How difficult. That's all it is. He gives seed to the sower. You just don't know what seed to sow yet. That's all. And today, you can begin a relationship with Jesus. You can say to him, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I come to you. Forgive me of my sins. His blood will wash over you. All that, 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 that it, spiritually, he'll just cover all that and give you a fresh start. I love it. And he'll give you that opportunity. And we have information we'll give you to help you take those next steps in your journey. And so today, if you make a decision today that you want to follow after Jesus, put in the comments a number five. That's all you have to do. Just put a number five. And number five, and, and we'll know that that's you, that you're saying, I want to follow after Jesus. That number five is just the symbol of grace. That, that the word grace is, is symbolized by five in Scripture. And God's grace is going to come. And those seeds that have been sown in unrighteousness, God's grace is going to come and give you opportunity, dominion, authority to sow those things into righteousness, to sow better seed, if you will, and see a better harvest. That's what Jesus does for us. He gives us seed. So, I love it. Hmm. For others of you, you're going, I know I'm sowing good seed, Pastor. I know I am. And I know when I hear my seed is a due season and I'm going to reap what I've sown, you can come to this day with an anticipation and an expectation. My peace is coming. My provision is coming. My supply is on the way. My healing is en route. The salvation of my family is on its way. I know without a shadow of a doubt the blade is growing up out of the ground and I can see the grain starting to form in the ear. And it's going to come and it's going to be a harvest and I'm going to sell the Lord of the harvest who not only did the work but gave me the authority and the seed to partner with him in seeing the work accomplished in my life. Amen? Give God some praise. Amen. And so I believe that seed time and that harvest, that's the number one principle. If you want to see the kingdom of God manifest in your home, if you want to see God's best manifest in your home, that's that number one principle in Jesus he will bring that into your life. And so I'll close with this, and then we'll have prayer. If you don't like your harvest, sow a different seed. Look, look at me. If you don't like your harvest, we can't control the harvest, but we can control the seed. We start with that. Amen? And so tomorrow, don't wait till tomorrow. Let's today. Determine what seed you're going to sow today. And watch the harvest of your life begin to change even this week. Amen? Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have gathered here today. I ask blessing. Lord, will you bless them and keep them? Will you make your face shine upon them and give them peace in the mighty name of Jesus? We thank you. We love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Give God some praise. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.